Hundreds of thousands of people are expected to flock to Westminster Hall today to uh, pay their respects to Queen Elizabeth II, whose uh, coffin will be lying in state for four days until her funeral on Monday. People who want to view uh, can do so until from uh, 5 p.m. local time today until 6.30 a.m. on Monday. Uh, the uh, closed coffin will be draped with a royal flag adorned with a royal regalia. Royal guards will be standing uh, guard uh, 24 hours a day at each corner of the platform. Ben O'Hara Byrne hosts a little more conversation on 980 CFPL weeknights from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. He is in London right now uh, for the Queen's uh, funeral and joins us now. Ben, uh, appreciate the time this morning. Thanks, Kevin. You arrived in London yesterday. What was it like arriving in the city? Yeah, I mean, London is is a the other London, as we like to call it in London, Ontario, is, is such a is, is a, such a huge place that really when you came into the airport and into the city, it was as if not much had changed. Um, you know, life goes on in a city of this size. When you arrive closer to Buckingham Palace and Westminster, that's when you notice um, that's that's where everyone is congregating to to pay their respects, whether it's leaving bouquets or messages or other stuff uh, in Green Park, which is right beside Buckingham Palace, or whether it's, as you were mentioning, waiting in line this morning to be amongst the first to pay their respects once the Queen does begin lying in state later today. I was actually over in that lineup this morning talking to people, including Canadians. I spoke to a Canadian woman named Kathy Gervais from Montreal who got there before dawn today to try to make sure that she was amongst the first. Um, the mood has been an interesting one because it's, it's not... I think there was a bit of shock at the beginning because it happened quite suddenly. But afterwards, I think people understood that it, you know she, she was 96, and so really the mood in the last uh, since I've been here is people want to talk, people want to share their memories of her, you know, pay tribute to her. Uh, so there's more of a sense of kind of uh, celebrating her life as opposed to mourning her passing. Uh, it, it, as far as since I've gotten here, it's not as somber as I expected. There's said a lot more talk of how much she brought to each and to a lot of people, and, and, and it's a very personal relationship, which has also been interesting. People have a lot of personal memories of the Queen and what they, what mattered to them, memories of things that she had done or where they were when something happened. Um, so it's been an interesting experience. It's, uh, it's been much less somber than I expected and a lot more just about you know, uh, paying tribute to, to the woman they called the Queen for 70 years. The wait could be a long one for some people uh, with the sheer number of people. Do you know how long some people are willing uh, to wait to, so they can pay their respects? It's been interesting because they're predicting, uh, you know, at one point the number out there was sort of three quarters of a million. And I think, honestly, they, they, they can't possibly allow that many people through. Security is quite tight, clearly. They have to go through uh, airport-like security checks before getting in um, to pay their respects. Um, so right now, I mean, the people I spoke to this morning expected to be able to do so within a few hours, but they were amongst the very first to arrive. I think there are more and more people lining up now. Uh, and the idea is that it's going to be a long wait. And in fact, some could even wait overnight. You know, the wait could, could move into the 10, 12 hour period. So there's lots of uh, advice out there about, you know, bringing kids and so on. What they are doing is they're handing out wristbands with, with a number on them. So in fact, you can leave the line for a while, go get something to eat and so on and then come back. Uh, but you can't really bring, you're not supposed to bring things to sit on and so forth. So it's going to demand a certain amount of patience. If there's any good news, it rained last night. It's not raining Today, it's not expected to, so the weather should be decent, but the wait could be a long one for a lot of people who want to pay their respects. You mentioned the atmosphere around Buckingham Palace. I heard one of your reports just talking about the smell with all the flowers. It almost sounds like it smells like a florist there. It does. It's remarkable because, I mean, I've been to Green Park. I spent quite a few years here as a correspondent, um, and I've never seen it transform the way it's been transformed the past 
little while when I got there yesterday. I mean, almost everyone you emerge into the park with are carrying flowers. Uh, and then leaving them at every single tree, and then there's a huge floral tribute as well. So it's it's a really um, it's, it's quite a quite the thing to see. I mean, it's it's and smell, as I mentioned, it's uh, one of the first things that strikes you. Uh, and the notes too. I mean, I was reading a lot of the notes. It's just it, what's what's been so impressive about it is is how many people from different walks of of life and you know kids, the elderly were leaving notes uh, there along with bouquets uh, for the queen. And a lot of it's very personal. I mean, I think people here felt like they had a quite a personal relationship with this monarch, even though they may have never met her. Uh, she seemed to be sort of, you know, a, a, um, a matriarchal figure for the whole country. And I think that's reflected in a lot of what we're seeing in terms of the outpouring of, of both sympathy, but also, you know, a lot of the memories that are coming up uh, of late. I heard a stat last week, nine out of 10 living human beings knew only one British monarch until Thursday, and it was Queen Elizabeth. And so when you think about that, you think, okay, well, you can see the outpouring we're seeing now. But also you look ahead to Monday. This is going to be quite possibly the biggest funeral in world history. Quite possibly. I mean, certainly just the number of dignitaries expected in of itself is is remarkable. Uh, I mean, the last time we had a state at a state funeral here was for Winston Churchill back in the mid-60s. You know, this is going to be unlike anything we have seen in a very, very, very long time. Uh, and just the logistics of trying to move that many people into London uh, in time for Monday has been, you know, we're hearing bits and pieces here and there. One of the reports that came out, of course, is that, you know, no private vehicles. They're uh, going to try and get all world leaders, including the prime minister and the president, to come by a bus into Westminster. I'm actually standing right in front of Westminster Abbey now watching them put together all of the different, uh, you know, the media stuff, all the platforms for the coverage, as well as, you know, getting ready to host, uh, getting ready to hold the funeral uh, inside on Monday. It is going to be something unlike we've seen before. And again, you know, this has been unplanned for a very long time. Uh, every, nothing will be left uh, to chance, we, we know. Um, but uh, in my experience, covering both the Olympics and the Diamond Jubilee and so forth, you know, the, the whole operation around planning these things works pretty well. And I expect that come Monday, it will be, uh, it will be something to remember. The only thing maybe to compare it to, not a, a perfect comparison, is the uh, funeral for uh, Diana. How might this, or how does the vibe, how does this compare to that for you? Yeah, I mean, the thing about Diana's death is it was, it was so shocking. It felt like such a loss. People struggled to understand what had happened. You know, there was a sort of sense of collective grief and shock that it had happened. She was so young, you know, clearly people felt that um, some of the, in, in her, you know, in her final years, that there'd been so much difficulty in her life. The difference between this and that is that I think there's a sense here that the queen had had a, had a wonderful life and that, and that she would, you know, she at a very young age dedicated herself um, to being queen if and when she would be. Um, and that she lived out that uh, she lived out as her life as she had hoped to, um, and I think in that sense there is no there is no there's no sense of grief here in terms of what she you know that it was her that it was her perhaps you know that it was her time and that she could look back on a long life well lived and a duty as queen well served, and I think in that sense there's not that same sense of collective grief here um, that we saw 25 years ago this month this last month actually with Diana. Ben, it's uh, been good talking to you today. We'll uh, do it again tomorrow. Yes, thanks so much, Tim. That's uh, Ben O'Hara-Byrne, host of A Little More Conversation on 980 CFPL weeknights from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. He is in London for the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II.